Hi, my name is Rocio and I'm first-generation Dominican-American. Hi, I'm Mercedes and I am from Santo Domingo, República Dominicana. And we are Amplify the Afro in Afro-Caribbean. Hey, Rocio. Mercedes, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Oh, I'm doing really well. Thank you. I'm Where are okay. you? I'm doing okay. Where are you? Me? Right now, I'm in Houston, Texas. That's so awesome. It's yeah. Like, where's Rocio? You know how they had Where's Waldo? It's like, Where's Rocio? <laughs> the other day, a good friend of mine called me and was like, Where in the world is Rocio Mendes? There you go. See? See? I love it. I love it. You're busy. You're keeping busy and you're traveling and you're working yeah. on your art, which is dope as hell. Yeah. And you, how are you, Mercedes? I'm good. Just relaxing, you know. Went to Napa a few weeks ago with one of my friends and it was just, oh, you know what else I did? I did the Mere Woods, the the woods. Have you heard of the, like, they have like... These oh, is trees. it with those like big ass old trees? Yeah, it's beautiful over there. You could there. like, can't you like drive in between them and stuff? Or am I we didn't crazy? drive. You probably can. I we went. It was like a like a little area, like a forest type thing. You go into. Oh, okay, but it was yeah. beautiful. It was so zen. That's so nice. Well, you know, with everything going on in the world today, I think we specifically with the United States. I think we need to find our Zen everywhere we can, right? Yeah, yeah. That's definitely a way to do it. You know, for me, with all this shit going on, going to be with nature is Mm -hmm. a way for me to kind of connect and just kind of like, it was nice to be there because you're just surrounded by trees. It feels like they're almost hugging you. So it was very relaxing and just very spiritual as well. Oh, that's really cool. That's what great. do you do? What else do you do to like keep yourself hopeful and optimistic? Definitely uh, take a break from social media. Oh, yeah. Because I mean, with everything going on, it was just so sad to just keep seeing these images. They were just heartbreaking. So I had to kind of just turn it off for a little bit, turn off the news, stay away from my phone a little bit, just have a day where you just put your phone away. That helps me working out, being active, kind of focusing on things I feel like I can control a little bit. Yeah, totally. What about you? Yeah, I would, I agree with everything you're saying. And I think one of the bigger things for me is, is honestly music. Yeah. You know, it really helps uh, center me and gets me to a vibe and music really is a way for me to uplift myself to be honest do you have a go-to um, playlist do i have a what a go-to playlist yeah i have some playlists going on i mean it consists of everything from like celia cruz to beyonce you know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah that's the best <laughs> that's the best to cardi b <laughs> yeah yeah i feel you i mean music is definitely very healing. Which is cool because our guest today is a musician. Yeah. And I'm actually really excited to ha- uh, finally talk about music because 
How many times do we get someone when we ask them, like, what are your favorite things about the Dominican culture? We get music like, what, 90% of the time? Yeah, like nine times out of 10, 100. And our music is so interesting. We have bachata, we have merengue, but we have palo as well. And it's like so connected to our history. It totally is. So I'm, I'm so excited. We finally got someone to talk about music on our podcast. Yeah. And very unique, like their own style of music as well. Yeah. yeah. Do you want to introduce him? Sure. So we are so excited to have Yasser Tejeda, who's an award-winning Dominican composer. He's a guitarist. He's a vocalist, producer. And according to Billboard, Yasser is giving, Yasser is giving traditional folk Loric music, a new spin with jazz, rock, and Caribbean rhythms in a frenzied celebration of ancestral union. While Juan Luis Guerra, Juan Luis Guerra, the most influential Dominican artist in the world, has praised Yasir's music, calling it marvelous example of what's happening with Dominican music, which is really, really cool. That is amazing. When it comes down to Yasir's music, his main focus has always been to uplift and promote his Afro-Dominican roots. Yes, yes, yes. Let's get him on. Let's talk about it. I'm excited. Let's do this. I'm excited to have this conversation with him. Let's do it. Tell us a little something about yourself. I am Yacel Tejeda. I'm from Dominican Republic, Santo Domingo, born and raised. I'm a musician. I'm a guitar player. Now vocalist, composer, arranger, and producer. Uh, Currently living in Brooklyn, New York. I have a few musical projects. My main project is Yacel Tejeda and Palotre which do music of Dominican roots music, making a fusion with it, with jazz, rock, and all my influences. Wow. Speaking of your influences, what are some of your inspirations? Ooh. I know that's a that's Yeah, that's a good one. When I started playing guitar, my main inspiration was Jimi Hendrix. And I got really to blues and rock i got in i got into playing guitar through mtv and the first thing i Mm -hmm. saw was slash from guns N' roses the solo of november rain i was like oh my god i want to play guitar that's it so i asked my mom for a guitar Uh, we saved a little bit of money i got like a small guitar she didn't know if i was serious enough about it and then i started learning learning by my learning like myself the guitar and then i got a teacher and I started learning more but as i started learning the guitar like a lot of inspiration came like first it was rock music uh, Jimi hendrix for example then i started listening more funk stuff like james brown then jazz influences like jaco pastorius uh, it's like really high inspirations for me till now are Jimi Hendrix, Luis Diaz, Luis Terror Diaz. I don't know if you guys know about Luis Diaz, but I say that Luis Diaz is 
was like the Dominican Jimi Hendrix and Bob Dylan. That's, I, that's the way I explain it for American people that they don't know his work that much. So Luis Diaz is a huge inspiration. Xiomara Fortuna, uh, Tony Vicioso, Jose Duluc. There's, yeah, wow. a lot of artists from Dominican Republic and a lot of American artists are. Yeah, I love that, like, Jimi Hendrix. I did, I did not expect that to be an, yeah. an influence of yours at all. I love Jimi Hendrix. I, I grew up on him too. And in high school, I was like obsessed with him. But that's so cool that that you ran across him and that he was a huge inspiration. And now I have to look into these Dominican artists that you just mentioned that I do not know, probably because <laughs> I was born here. <laughs> but I'm excited to explore that. You mentioned what you told us about yourself about, you said Afro-Dominican roots music and i'm curious because i have no idea what that is and i'm curious of what that is and how you discovered that well that is let's say like we put in categories of names like afro dominican is like dominican dominican music or dominican celebrations that have african influences Roots music in, in Dominican Republic, some people call it musica raiz because it's like the roots is beside like it's older than merengue and than bachata. It's like centuries old. And that's why it's called roots music, raiz, musica raiz. And, you know, we call it Afro-Dominican roots music. So it you have together the like African influenced music like and and the celebrations and the way i came across to that was the first time i was in a festival called festival de atabales de sainagua and that is in san cristobal you guys can go to youtube and check it out there's a lot of footage and videos and that's a festival that they do every year in san cristobal around November. And for me, it's like a Woodstock of Afro-Dominican music because all the group of Palos, it's a festival of Palos and Atabales. As you know, Palos is a national rhythm in Dominican Republic and it's in the whole island. It's in the north, in the south, in the west, in the east. Every countryside, they have a certain type of Palos. And in that festival, the first time I saw it, all the groups coming, people coming in motorcycles with their palos in the back, people practicing like in one corner on their like a basketball court. And then there was like a small stage where all the groups were playing. I saw like Enero Lisa playing there, Salve. I saw other groups that I didn't know. I was like, oh my God, what is this? Why I didn't know anything about this? And kind of my head exploded because when you see the combination of the culture that we have and the, the Afro-Dominican culture is rich in color and like the color palette is rich, the rhythms are rich, the food, the drinking, the, the dancing. So I was like really shocked when I saw that. And by that time, I was fortunate enough to start playing with Xiomara Fortuna. That was one of the artists that I mentioned. She's one of my favorite female artists in Dominican Republic that's still alive now. 
and I had the opportunity to play guitar for her and then become her uh, musical director. And she started like introducing me to like, okay, this is Palos, this is Sarandunga, this is like Congo. It was like uh, exchanging knowledge with her. But then when I saw it, like from the source, my mind yeah. was blown. It's like yeah. I showed those footage to friends here in the United States. They are like, what? Is that Dominican Republic? What? Yeah. And it's crazy because it's kind of hidden. In, I'd say it's like a hidden treasure. Like I, I saw that when I was 17, 18, 19 years old. Like I didn't saw that before. Like I was, <laughs> I don't know why I didn't. That was my first thing. Like I was like, why I don't yeah. know anything about this. And on the way back from that trip, that the trip is like an hour from the capital, I was making so many questions to all the musicians because I went to play with a group that is incredible called Marasa. Mm -hmm. That's another influence too and another inspiration for me. And I was making them questions like, to the percussion player, to the bass player, like why they were lighting this in fire, why this candle, why they were, had three palos, why they had three crosses. I had no idea of anything. So yeah. that kind of, that was the moment when kind of my head was like exploded. I was like, okay, I definitely need to know more of this and definitely need to see more of this celebration. And that's how I started uh, taking a few classes with percussion players. Like by that time, the percussionist of Xiomara Fortuna was Raul Sanchez. I started taking classes with him, but asking artists that I was playing too, like where I can see this, where I can see this. And we used to go together too. And by that time I was fortunate enough to play guitar with Irka Mateo. I don't know if you guys know Irka Mateo. You guys should check it out. Okay. Uh, she has two albums out. She does the fusion of Afro-Dominican, but Taino too. Xiomara Fortuna. Tone Vicioso. I don't know if you guys know him. It's incredible. I think uh, we finally put his album in Spotify. We recorded back in 2009, but now it's available on Spotify. We, mm -hmm. we put it together to make it happen. Uh, Luis Diaz. So I was surrounded to those amazing artists yeah. and I was making them questions, doing research. Some people were like, yeah, you had to go to Villamella, you had to go here. And some uh, colleagues from my generations were kind of in the same mentality. Mm -hmm. And it was really cool because we were like every weekend we went in a search like, okay, this weekend we're going to Villamella. I started going to Villamella, to Mata de los Indios, to the house of this amazing luthier guitar player. He built tres cuatros bass. He built that one that is right there, this one. Oh, cool. With, <laughs> with, he, with whatever he find, you know, and yeah. that sound really cool. So I used to go there for two years before moving to United States every Saturday. Yeah in the morning with him, playing, da, 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 drinking coffee. And then that community of Villamella, of Mata de los Indios, there's a lot of Afro-Dominican music and tradition happened there. La Salve, yeah. Pri Pri, 
Congos de Villamella song, you have a rich. When you were talking about your journey of like history of like how you met these musicians and then you mm -hmm. were also like, you said you, you were listening to the music, but then you were like looking up, researching like history and stuff. And it made me think about Rocio and I's journey of like, we're trying to figure out more of who we are through through the podcast, really. And so it made me think about, did you go through that? Like, as you were meeting these amazing people and this amazing music that sometimes we don't hear in the mainstream, some people think merengue and salsa and bachata is is it. Did you go through that process or or was it something that you already knew? Like, No, it was a... It was a really nice process and it was organic. I was studying in the National Conservatory by that time in Santo Domingo. So I was around the musicians. There was like a lot of jazz, blues, a lot of American music. Yeah. There. Just a few, like, okay, a few ensembles that do, do merengue, Latin, and uh, one teacher that he's amazing percussion teacher that he used to teach folklore, but it wasn't like, an obligation that you had to take that class. You had to be interested to that. But when I saw that, the Festival of Sinaguay, and I saw, I lived that experience, I was like, wait, this is, if this is like Dominican culture and this happened all over the island, I've been missing out. Yeah. <laughs> like I've been missing out, like why, why I didn't know about this. And when I started going to these places, it, kind of it kind of became organic in a way that I was adding these flavors to my music because I was I was studying I want I was putting in practice what I was studying I was practicing guitar but then I saw this these influences in this music that I don't know got, I I was like I need to learn more to inject this in the music that I want to do Mm -hmm. So I can represent, so I can be different in the world. So mm -hmm. it's not only, yeah. you know, if I play jazz fusion here in the United States and in Europe, I will be one more of everybody that is playing jazz fusion or funk or, or, or any style of music that is like American or European. But if yeah. I play my influences, like that is rock, jazz, funk, and then add organically the Dominican roots colors because we do merengue, we do a bachata, we do fusions with it, and we do more Afro-Dominican music like palos, congo, sarandunga. So, yeah, it happened like that. I was like, I need to put a staple that says that differentiate me of the rest of the world and that represent in the world what we are. Yeah. You did a really good job at that, yeah. mind you. Yeah, because like I remember the first time I saw one of your music videos and he, I, I heard that specificity, like this is different from anything else I've ever listened to in my entire life. It was it was very, very distinct. So you did a really amazing job at be, being sure to have like your staple and your sound of infusing all of all of that music together. It's really 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 incredible and fantastic i'll go to the next i mean you've been explaining this little by little but just to get to the specificity of african influences in dominican music and this could be 
your music or merengue, bachata, salsa, wh- whatever kind. But I'm curious about if you know how to explain the African influences in our music. Yeah, <laughs> uh, for example, for example, in merengue, it's interesting. You have the African influence with the tambora, with the drums. Mm-hmm. You have like the Taino influence with the guira. Oh, and, yeah. And then you have kind of the Spanish influence in the, the way they sing, the chants, the melodies. Like, because those melodies, uh, some melodies were from back in the 1600s, 1700s. Wow. Like Andalusian melodies, like Se murió Martin, yo no lo sabía. Se murió Martin, yo no lo sabía. Lo vine a saber a los 15 días. That's Spanish, for example. Oh, interesting. That's Andalusian. And that was like a hit back in the day. But that's a merengue. Like if you, there's Se murió Martin, you will find that as a merengue. So you have that whole mix that we have. Uh, the African influence in our music, in, in Dominican roots music, for example, is is really heavy. For example, in Palos, you can see like the drums and the way they tie the drums around their wa- wa- waist. Mm-hmm. I was reading a research that some people did and they were talking about like this way that they are tying the drums is the way that is in Congo. In Congolese music, they tie the drums, or Congo-Angola region, Senegal, Cameroon. Mm-hmm. So we have like a, that influence. And, you know, the, I don't know, the, the way it's played. And we were the first country that was colonized in the Americas. So we were kind of the slave port of the Caribbean and the slaves were first brought to Dominican Republic. And from there, they were like, okay, you guys go to Cuba, you guys go to Puerto Rico, you guys, da, da, da. So there was like a lot of tribes together and they tried to, they tried to mix this though. So they can't communicate with each other and, and escape to the mountains, like to the hills, like the Maroons that escaped. So they, they tried to mix the tribes so they couldn't communicate to each other. But mm. the music is universal language and they tried to imitate why their traditions were in West Africa. And they built the drums and they did their music with whatever they had there. Uh, and that's why our music is particular. And that's why you see music in the Caribbean that have similarities if you see Jama- Jamaican folkloric music, it's like it's, you see and you compare it with Dominican, you are like, wow, this is similar. And same yeah. thing uh, with Cuba, Colombia, with Venezuela. There's so many traditions that are connected and are because of the African slaves that went there. We have our peculiar, we have our peculiarity because of the mix that we have. Mm-hmm. And the, the the richness of the mix that we have. And that's why you see, for example, palos all over the island, for example. Yeah. And that's why you see specific rhythms just in one region. Like Congo is only in Villamella, in that region, in La Sabana del Espíritu Santo. There's no Congo 
in the south. There's no Congo in San Juan, for example. Sarandunga and the devotion to San John the Baptist, to San Juan Bautista, is, for example, in Bani. The, the Sarandunga, the, the celebration and the rhythm is only in Bani, and it's only in that region. I, I was going to ask you, I know you started to get into to this a little bit, talking about how you went to school and you were learning specific things like the for, for folklore and jazz and all that stuff. So was there like a catalyst or something that like really gave you that in- idea to infuse jazz and rock into your specific music? Yeah, I I started with rock. So when, when I started with rock and roll, like grunge, alternative music. Yeah. And yeah. And then like I went slightly going like checking more music out and like when I first heard like a specific album of jazz, like I think it was Jacob Astorius' first album, it blew my mind, same as Jimi Hendrix. So I started like checking more jazz music and studying jazz at the National Conservatory. So and checking other groups that were doing that fusion of rock and jazz. And I was really heavy into that. And then when I came across to the Dominican folkloric music, I was like, okay. I have this influence that I've been for four years studying and playing and experimenting that it's like jazz and rock. And now I have this ingredient that is my blood, my soul as Dominican, that is the Afro-Dominican roots music. And I was like, why I don't put these two worlds together? And that's what I did in my both albums, Mezclanza and Quijombo. Wow. Amazing. And how has your music been received from Dominicans and non-Dominicans? It's really cool. Uh, In New York, I've had the opportunity to experience that. Since New York is the capital of the world, you have people from everywhere. It's like in every show that we did outside before the pandemic, you have a mix of Dominicans, non-Dominicans, Caribbean, Europeans, Asia, everybody together. And when they hear the drums and when they hear like the beat, they start dancing and partying. I, I love, I love that feeling. I, I love it. We used to play like in a bar uh, called Bar Lunatico here in Brooklyn. And you had like the whole mix of the whole world. <laughs> And everybody jump, enjoy, and sing and dance the way it's supposed to to be, because we are the same at the end. We're human beings. Were you featured? You were featured, right, in South by Southwest this year? Yes. Yeah, that was awesome. awesome. Congratulations. That's a big deal. Yeah, what's amazing. So for the listeners who may not know, can you how would you describe Palo and how would you describe Sarandunga? Palo is a Dominican roots, a Dominican rhythm, and a Dominican uh, instrument that is uh, African influence, and is played with three percussions, with guira and vocals. A lot of the times, it's call and response, and is. Uh, depending on the region that you are, and depending of why they are playing if it's a party they are playing faster it's a high energetic rhythm 
that is centuries old and is really incredible. And Sarandunga is a rhythm that happened, it's a rhythm and a several celebration that happens in the south of Dominican Republic in Bani only through the version of San John the Baptist. It's played with three drums as well, with guira and, and singing, call and response. There's dances and there are three different rhythms that are played throughout the day of the devotion to San John the Baptist and the day of the ceremonies. That's wow, Sarandunga. that's interesting. I, I will be honest, I did not know about Sarandunga, but I will look it up. And I think it's interesting that it's devoting to St. John the Baptist. Like, mm-hmm. you know, the spiritual influence in our culture is is really big. Spiritual, religious, in our music sometimes. So that's really cool. That's really interesting to to learn that. Yeah. And it's like the mix that we have of the Catholic from Spain and like African religion together is called syncretism, syncretismo. Mm-hmm. And you can see that in the religiosidad popular dominicana. You have the, the, the Catholic saints, but you have, for example, San Miguel in the syncretism is Believe el Can. And you have the colors, you have the days. In his day, that is September 24th, if I remember, they do a big, big party in the whole country of the people that believe in San Miguel or Belian And they play for him and they make a big celebration. And you see the colors of him and the songs for him, etc., etc. Mm. Wow. So question for you. How do you identify? Como así? So when, the, when, when we ask this question, hay gente que se identifican como Afro-Dominican, Dominican, Black. How, how, how do you identify if you Dominican. do? Dominican. 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 Like when, when you say the word Dominican, you have everything inside. Like it equals you have everything. the whole mix that we yeah. are. To, today, and that happened with music too. Everybody wanna, want to categorize so much. And for me, if you're trying to categorize so much, you are kind of dividing in a way. It's like, right. no, you're Dominican, but no, I'm Afro-Dominican. No, I'm a Spanish-Dominican. No, but I, like I'm Dominican. Yeah. I have all the mix together. It's you all know? together. Yeah, it's interesting because when we ask this question, it's like everybody answers it differently. And so we like asking it because of the journey. Some people said they had to like learn about who they were and that led them to feel that they are more this. So we like to ask that just to see people's journeys of how yeah. they feel about how they identify. It's very interesting yeah. to hear. But yeah, I, Dominican I, I like, is everything. I like inclusion, no, yeah. not exclusion. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, yeah. That's why I enjoyed your answer to that, that it's like it could be just one. It is just one thing. You know, that it doesn't have to be separated into these all these categories and subcategories, you know what I mean? So I really appreciate and love that. Thank you. I could dive into that more. But. That is opinion too. It's just my yeah. opinion. I see it. So we yeah. had a question about one of your songs, Amor Arañano. Arañano. Amor Arañano. We, it's a beautiful song, first of all. And mm-hmm. we wanted to learn more about 
the making of the song. It's a love across the Haitian and Dominican Republic border. And we wanted to learn a little bit more about what inspired you to make this song. The song for uh, I, I wrote it, I wrote the music and I wanted to do the, like a slow song because all my songs are really fast, like like the Dominican spirit. It's like, it's like really fast. So I wanted to do like a more chill song and like sexy and relaxed, like put the BPMs down. And I came with this melody and these chords. And I was like, oh, I, it sounds, the rhythm should be like something like Congo de Villamella. Uh, that is a, a kind of sensual rhythm. Usually it's fast, that rhythm, but we made it a little bit slow. And we recorded the song uh, instrumental first. And then after it was recorded, I was like, wow, this sounds really nice and cool. It would be amazing to have some vocals on top. I don't feel like singing it. I don't, I can't come with a melody because I was like producing the album together too with the other songs and all this stuff. I was like, let me call a friend of mine from back in the day and see if he's down to collaborate. And I called Vicente Garcia. I don't know if you guys know Vicente. And he heard it. He was like, man, I love it. Let's do it. Let's collaborate. And he came with the, with the story. And with the lyrics and the melody, and then we work together in the studio, finding out some parts. And the story that we put together is this Haitian man that lives in Haiti and have his partner that she had to go back to the capital, and he can't see her because he can cross the border border because he doesn't have the right papers. And he's chanting and asking, Papa Legba, that is a deity, deity, not they that, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> that is shared with Haitian voodoo and Dominican, Dominican popular religion, Papa Legba. And he's chanting to him to open the doors and open the path so he can cross the border and see and be with the love of his life. And beside this, it's about more showing that love is a universal thing. And that in the lyrics, for example, they say, Amor que mi pecho no tiene bandera. Love mm. that in my chest doesn't have a flag. Mm. No tiene color, religión, mm. ni frontera. Doesn't have color, doesn't have religion. Doesn't have borders. Amor que si vuelve le prende una vela. If the mm -hmm. loves come back, I will light a candle. Because usually when they are chanting to loas or gods or saints, they light candles for him and whatever promises they have. So this came across like organically and beautifully because of the, the music and the, and the lyrics kind of intertwine perfectly. And at the end, we say, Negra te amare en pororo. Pororo was a dialect that used to, that people used to use in Villamella, again, back to the community of Villamella. And it was a dialect, like a mix of Spanish with Haitian Creole, with African. So that's pororo. And we're saying that because the rhythm that we're playing is from Villamella. 
So we are kind of connecting all these dots in the island too, with the music and the story. And in the whole spectrum, it's like love and music is universal. We are same where human beings. Wow, yeah. that's beautiful. Really beautiful. That's beautiful. The lyrics are very, very beautiful. And yeah. and it's so fitting with what we are all going through now. So it's very beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. And I appreciate the sort of I mean, obviously this was created slowly, but I, I appreciate the infusion of all the cultures within the song and like bringing attention to the a logical crisis of like separating people and needing to keep them apart in whatever way it is, whether it's a border or papers and that it's not necessary and that we need to find ways of uh, dismantling all of that <laughs> in some way or another. And I, I really appreciate that. Yeah, it's a really great song. With your permission, we'll play a little bit of it on the episode. Oh, yeah. yeah, we would love to. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I just love how your music, there's history behind it and a journey yeah. that the listener goes on. You go on the whole journey of, especially as a person of Dominican, like you really get to learn more about our own history through music. Music is just so powerful, such a powerful tool to learn more about who we are and where we come from. Yeah. And yeah. it's it's so cool to do it for me because like here in New York, I've seen Dominicans that have born and raised here with parents that are Dominicans. But when they're in our show and they hear me talk about these things, they're like, wow, I didn't know about that. Yeah, I love we this. don't know any and of they that. Go and and, and kind of research more. And it's, it's something that I say too, like these rhythms and celebrations Besides merengue and bachata are being kind of pushed aside because there's a whole, whole hierarchical thing of confusion, of miseducation. Some mm -hmm. people say that's not Dominican. Some people say that's Haitian. Some other, like the, the nationalists say like, that music is not ours. That's the Haitians brought it when they occupied for 22 years and they stayed this. But it's a thing that I, that I love that I'm doing this through the music because I, I think we are trying to educate through music. Mm -hmm. Make people realize like, okay, this is ours. Let me go check it out. Oh, there's more. Oh, this is this and this. And that's something that we're trying to change. Like hope, hopefully that we're trying that it change in the art because those celebrations or at least the education of that is not in schools. You. Yeah. You won't be able like, that's why I was so choked when I saw it for the first time. And I was like, what? And then a cool anecdote that I have when I recorded my first album, I recorded a, a, a rhythm called Pri Pri uh, that is from Villamella too. And the, I put it like on my family's house with my aunts. And my and then I saw my aunts and my mother dancing to it the way you dance the palace. So I was like, Mom, how you how you guys know how to dance this? And they were like, Yeah, your grandfather that I didn't have the opportunity to meet, he used to celebrate in San Juan La Fiesta del Espíritu Santo, the 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 celebration of the Holy Spirit every year. And I'm like, Oh my God. I said like that's why I don't know, like when I first heard it. 
it's not that I was like, I was shocked, but I, I felt something like in my heart and, and goosebumps and everything. Yeah. I feel a connection to with it. Yeah. yeah. Really and I feel cool. like that's what your music does. It helps us connect back to our roots and yeah. back to who we are. Mm-hmm. And that's very, very, very important. Yeah. So we're going to jump into our final questions that we ask everyone. And first is, what are your three favorite things about Dominican culture? We know one. (laughs) Oh, yeah, definitely. (laughs) One is the music. The second is like the the happiness that everybody has and brings, even like if they don't have, if they don't have anything right now, but they bring you joy, you say hi, and they're like hi and a smile and say hi. If you are like in a in a visiting like or, or in a palo party or, or or visiting in the countryside, there's food for everybody. There's mm-hmm. there's coffee for everybody. They will make if they have to do like small shots. There's <laughs> coffee for everybody like with a smile. And it's like that. That is one thing that I love. And when I came back from the air like three weeks ago, that's something that I was like. Oh, I forgot New York. I was like, hey, and people are like, in the train. <laughs> Who's this like, crazy person? <laughs> in the air, you just say, hey, and everybody's like, if they don't know you, they're like, hey, and they smile. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's uh, my second favorite thing. And the third thing is the food. <laughs> I love the, the food. Like, and, and I was telling, I was telling you that in, I was telling Rocio in, in different, places in the air you have different type of culinary like in san pedro de macorís you have a type of culinary uh that in the rest of the dr and if you eat in villamella you will see like they use coconut all the time to do the rice and like guandules with coconut and that, that, that. so oh my god yes yes there are more but those are the three favorite things that's interesting i didn't know that that's good to know so in different areas, obviously, in, in, in Dominican Republic, they use different culinary. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good. To know. OK. Yeah. OK. So <laughs> now I'm hungry. Now I'm like, ooh, coconut in the rice. Yeah. OK. Yes. Well, thank you so much for taking the time with us today and being on our podcast. Yeah. It has been such a great conversation and it's really just it's wonderful listening to you and hearing all these stories and it's just really exciting to have you on and i'm so happy you agreed to do this thank you so much for your time thank you Rocio and mercedes thank you for having me yeah i have some research to do have a lot of work to do a lot of research to do yeah (laughs) i'm excited about it i where can our listeners find you and your music they can go to palotre p-a-l-o-t-r dot net okay and they will find a lot of the music you can go to spotify and put yacer tejeda and all my music will appear youtube same yacer tejeda or yacer tejeda y palo tres instagram yacer tejeda twitter yacer tejeda <laughs> and the music is everywhere yeah awesome yeah i really enjoyed watching your youtube a lot of great like music lessons and the guests that you have on are really interesting too. 
And I felt like I got to learn more about our rich culture when it comes to music. So thank you. I really appreciate yeah, you Yeah, and check that. it out the YouTube of Palo Tre. That is the group. Mm-hmm. Music videos there too. Okay. In the studio, music videos, and some uh, Palo parties. Yeah. That I had too. That's awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. So amazing. I mean, boo yow. Boo yow. I learned so much about our history. Yeah, it's really, really great. And I really, really love the vision and his style of music. It's really, really dope. It's very unique to me. So it's really cool. All the influences, especially the Afro-Dominican influences and, and giving like his own spin on it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I really like that he talked about his own journey, you know, yeah. of just kind of finding his unique sound. He was just exactly. dope. So listeners, go on his website. He has beautiful music. Download some of his music. Support this dope artist and keep supporting us. Yay. Yes, please. Head over to our Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash Rocio and Mercedes. And send us an email, Rocio and Mercedes at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram. At Rocio and Mercedes. Yeah. And keep on listening. We love you guys. Keep on listening. We love y'all. Bye. Bye.